I got added to a new group message with like 20 people. That's too many people for a group message. For a work thing. That's even worse. And I was like, like a vibrate or two every once in a while. Yeah. I'm like, oh, just someone's texting me, but my butt wouldn't stop vibrating. Uh-oh. And I was like, what's see a doctor. happening? <laughs> yeah, I think I can get an MRI for a butt vibrate. I mean, they'd start with like a CT scan. Yeah. It takes a couple days, though. Yeah. I mean, some people might be into a vibrating butt. Hey, I mean, as long as you know why it's happening. Yeah. I think that'd be fine. That's key. Yeah. I don't want a mystery vibrating butt. <laughs> Worst Nancy Drew book ever. <laughs> Not as sweet as I feared. No, it's not like um, Angry Orchard. Yeah, oh, I hate Angry Orchard. I made the mistake of buying it once. I'm like, I'm gonna try a new cider, and then I was like, oh, this is alcoholic apple juice. Yeah, it's a, it's um, like Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah, level beginner. This is not that sweet, thankfully. No, like it definitely. There's definitely sugar in it. Yes. Yeah. But I think it tastes good. It's fine. I. Because I'm I'm picky about these things. Like I'll I'll drink the ones we have here tonight. I don't know if I'll buy it again. Yeah, I felt kind of the same way when they did the pineapple cider. That sounds delicious. It's pretty good, uh, but it's it's got the same sort of like overproduced problem. Are we obligated to Instagram us holding our cans of? I don't. I don't cider? think we are. Okay, because I mean, we can. When this came out, I saw about a dozen different people on I follow on Instagram posting yeah. photos of themselves with their blood orange cider. i don't think i've i've i mean i must have because I, I i knew this existed before i saw it in the store right somehow. so some someone must have instagrammed it marketing worked yeah <laughs> gotta love that marketing yeah i'm all i also i'm like just because i'm a spoiled tech bro uh we have austin east cider on tap at work on tap are you serious yeah. Wow. Along with three beers. Like all local stuff? Yeah. Well, it was like a Thirsty Goat is one of them, which I think is local, but maybe I'm not. not sure. I've only ever had it in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, so I go to, I go and I, I spectate. I've never entered, but there's a race every Thursday, a bike race every Thursday in oh. Austin called the, the Driveway Race. Okay. It's at a car racetrack called the Driveway. Okay. Um. And there's a thing in a in a like a lapped bike race called preems where if you win a certain lap within the race, not mm-hmm. necessarily the whole race, but, but for if you one win portion, like, yeah, if you're the first across the line for lap four, you win that. It's called a preem, and you get a prize. Cool. And one of the prizes preem stands for primosity. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, you win a prize, and some, and it's often like. Ciders, yeah, stuff, and so that's like one of the oh, that's cool, very contested ones. <laughs> some of them aren't like that. Like, I want to win that one. <laughs> some of them are like a gift card to like a restaurant, yeah, like some so, dumb restaurant. No, I want that beer. Everyone wants the alcohol one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That happened at uh, our company, uh, White Elephant Gift Exchange this year. There were like four different alcohols, yeah, and they were the hottest commodities. Yeah, because everyone knows, like, yeah, I'll make use of this one. Yeah, I might not make use of this blanket face coasters sure that's what i got face coasters is that a coaster with your face on it no it's it's the 
it might be the dumbest thing I've seen in the last year. Wow. Last like 12 months, year to date. Uh, it is, it's a, it's a pack of coasters uh, that you would put a beer on, but they're cardboard. So they're like cheap restaurant quality okay. coasters. Yep. Uh, and they have a little notch cut out of one side of them. And on them is the bottom portion of someone's face. So like nostrils down. Mm. And the idea behind face coasters is you can then pick up this coaster. and They're, they're all double-sided. So there's two different face bottoms on each one. So you can pick it up and hang it from your nose, putting a little notch over your nose. And then there's a little like half mask thing that make it look kind of like you have somebody else's lower half of your face on a coaster. Hmm. Hanging from your nose. I mean, I've been sitting here with my Austin East Ciders blood orange cider yeah. on top of my coaster with the urge to put this coaster on my face. Yeah. And I just haven't had the means to. No. Not without that nose notch. Or the or the fun inspiration of someone else's face. Yeah. Hmm. If I sound bitter, it's because I ended up with a face coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't get, you couldn't end up with one of the alcohols. No. I wasn't particularly trying for the alcohols because I'm also like, well, I, I, I can buy alcohol. It's cool. <laughs> right. Right. I just wanted something not useless. <laughs> right. That's how, like, that's how I am with those kinds of like group gift exchanges. Yeah. It's either like, I would love to have something that's like truly novel and fun and interesting that I would not have thought of myself mm -hmm. or just like give me an Amazon gift card because it's something I'm going to end up having used anyway. Yes. Right. Like if I have 20 bucks to Amazon, like I will spend $20 on Amazon yeah, in the future. So just accommodate that for me or give me like something that the person was trying to do with face coasters, but like actually interesting. Yeah. I did a, we did a white elephant for the operations team mm -hmm. this past Christmas. And I ended up with Andy's mm -hmm. gift, which was um, a bag full of Lifesavers wintergreen mints, okay. which were the ones that I had purchased for the store <laughs> as part the of the same like, bag. Yeah. <laughs> like when I buy snacks for the team. One of those things is a giant bag of Lifesavers Wintergreens and Andy had taken about half of them and put them in a, a gift bag for his white elephant, which I was like, I'll have them like that. I just had, yeah. I just had mints for months, which was fine. Uh, and then the other stuff was a pair of edible panties and an edible bra, Yeah, which was a fun goof. But that I goof. just threw away. Yeah. Are they, I've wondered this about edible undergarments, having never purchased or engaged with them in any particular way. Mm -hmm. And you are the closest thing I have to an expert on edible <laughs> undergarments. <laughs> uh, are they basically just like fruit roll-ups cut into goofy shapes? Um, based on the packaging, that's kind of what it seemed like. Okay. I don't know if it's like actually made of fruit or if it's just some kind of edible flavored. Yeah. Well, so I've seen like... Back in my Spencer Gifts days, when, you know, I would go into a Spencer's Gifts, mm. uh, they had a candy bra that was like a candy necklace in that it's those little hard oh, yes. circles. See, those are fun. I like those. Um, except it was a, a like bikini top made out of those. Yeah. So it was all strung together and there were, there were lines. And, hmm. 
and and I knew that that was not what they meant when they say like edible underwear. Right. It's uh, it's some kind of yeah, f- fruit roll up textured. Yeah, thing. like a like a uh, pectin and right coloring. Yes, and fruity flavored <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. But I didn't even take the shrink wrap off of the boxes. I just <laughs> I came home and I put all the mints in my closet in my pantry, and yeah. then I put the edible undies in the trash <laughs> and i was like that was a pretty successful white elephant yeah well done <laughs> <laughs> someone uh got my five dollar dvd of paul blart mall cop 2 from target oh man paul blart mall cop 2 you know why it's funny the sequel it, so- it sounds like fart <laughs> that is funny Farts are funny. Farts are funny. <laughs> I think we've discussed that on the show Paul, before. Paul Blart Mall Cop is not. It's not. I wouldn't expect it to be. Nor, you, would, nor would I expect Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 to be funny. The sequel. The sequel. The one that they made after Paul Blart Mall Cop. Yeah, and because, said, man, we're just so overflowing with ideas of what to do with Paul Blart Mall Cop that uh, we just have to make another yeah, movie. There's more story to tell. Yeah. We're just not done. They weren't finished. It's kind of like the story. Godfather Part Two right. of the Paul Blart Mall Cop series. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It really, um, like, expands and deepens the appreciation of the world that they've created. Yeah. Um, I mean, some argue it's the better of the. Films. Absolutely, it's the better one. <laughs> Have you seen a Paul Blart Mall Cop? No, I've seen zero Paul Blarts. I've seen the original. Yeah. Yeah. Is it pretty good. No, <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> I mean, that's the sort of movie that if I were ever to do the um, the worst idea of all time podcast thing they mm-hmm. do, that's the sort of movie that I would put as like a movie to watch once a week for a year mm-hmm. uh, to drive myself crazy. Yeah, I um I was at a function mm-hmm. that was mixed age from children to older adults, mm-hmm. and um none of them had good taste. <laughs> Not a single person. Not a there. single person had good taste, and so when it turned into like, uh, hey, like we're just gonna throw a movie on, yeah, and like relax. It was that um, movie became Paul Blart. Someone was like, let's put, Mal-Cup. hey, that Paul Blart movie seemed funny, and someone put it on, and then so I'll, someone had it. Yeah, I think it was like rented, okay, or like on demanded or whatever, and so someone, uh, someone exchanged value mm-hmm. for this product. Someone spent their labor, yeah. To gain wages to then purchase through Paul Blart, through Mal-Cop. capitalism, Paul Paul Blart. I'm Mal-Cop. having difficulty saying it now. Paul Blart 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 Blart. That's the whole script. <laughs> <laughs> he just rides a Segway around and goes Blart Blart. <laughs> I would watch 90 minutes of Kevin James, like. If if it was shot in like a verite style in an actual mall, <laughs> or imagine imagine the movie exactly how it is, but every time Kevin James speaks, you overdub it with the Kevin James impersonator going blarb blarb blarb. So like conversations still happen, yeah. but though that's all he ever says. Blarb blarb. But moral of the story is it's a bad movie. It's not funny. Yeah. If you like it, you're bad. Uh, pe- movies sh- like that shouldn't be made. Yeah, that's that's all valid. Um, yeah. Man. Mall cops are bad. That does remind me of... Uh, have you ever seen Wet Hot American Summer? No. It's it's overrated. Mm-hmm. I am of the opinion it's overrated. Uh, but it is... It's a parody of like summer camp movies. I watched the first couple episodes of 
The, the, the TV series? The, TV, the Netflix TV series. Yeah, the TV series is less funny if you have not seen the original. Yeah, I like laughed a couple times, uh, but I was like, I'm, I'm not getting this because I didn't see the original yeah. thing. And the original is fine. It's not... Yeah. It didn't need a TV series prequel to be made. Um, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I really did enjoy about the TV show is this moment when... Uh, uh, Paul Rudd shows up and mm-hmm. he walks up to a group of people and uh, he just goes, who beefed? <laughs> and yeah, I, that's about the level of humor like, that the whole movie has. I, I think that's really funny. Well, he was he was in the original film. Right. It's all yeah, it's yeah. all like original yeah. cast people pretend to act like 40 year olds acting like yeah. they're teenagers. Well, the joke again. of the first movie, there was there, there were all these, you know, 25 year olds acting like they were 25 to 30 year olds acting like they were teenagers. Right. And they played that up even further by having everyone come back in their 40s right. playing again you know teenagers at the beginning of summer yeah rather than the end of summer mm. uh, but one of the things that I thought was very clever in a very in a in a very dumb way was on the DVD for wet hot american summer there is a fart commentary track it's the same movie Mm-hmm. except it's got a bunch of <laughs> fart noises in it <laughs> strategically placed. So as to make it seem like everyone in the movie is farting constantly. <laughs> oh, I love that. Now, you know what I want now is I want, um, whenever a movie or a TV show does a blooper reel, I want a blooper reel of just the times when someone actually farted on. Yeah. Set. Cause you know, like it's gotta happen. They've got to be farting audibly on camera. Occasionally at least. Right. Like yeah. I've, I let out farts accidentally. Yeah, sometimes. but typically your butt's not mic'd. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> typically my butt's not mic'd. Um Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. They're pretty careful with the micing. Yeah, although there is um weird fart on camera reference. Uh <laughs> my brain's going all over the place today. In the pilot episode of how I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. uh, there is a scene where all of the characters are in a cab, or most of the characters are in a cab at least. And it's a super subtle thing. Like I did not, I watched this a dozen times before I noticed it, and I only noticed it because they mentioned it on the commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Lily, who is played by, um, I know her name. I haven't seen the show, so I don't know who you're talking about. She's very funny. She's married to Alexis Denisoff. Allison Hannigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Willow on Buffy. So right. point of reference for you who have seen one episode of Buffy. I know who that is. Um, she's getting out of the, the cab and the seat makes a fart noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and she brought it up on the commentary and was like, that was the seat, that was not me. <laughs> but it was super subtle. But Neil Patrick Harris has like the perfect reaction to it in that he kind of looks and goes, like, just, with, just with his eyes goes, just fart. <laughs> <laughs> and other stuff's happening so you don't really notice it, but it was like the right. perfect in-camera reaction. And it was probably just like a genuine reaction. Yeah. Right? He probably just suddenly was like, did she just fart? Yeah. Like, we're rolling. <laughs> And she maintained that it was, in fact, the seat. And I believed her. I'm sure it was. But you could, like, it was quiet enough that you couldn't hear it if you weren't listening for it specifically. Mm. So, it Wait, was, so it is audible. In oh, the it's finished. audible on the on the the in the nice. film, film, hmm. TV, movies. Um. Yeah, man, accidental farts are great. Yeah. 
or like or like things making fart sounds mm-hmm. and making it look like you farted. Yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah, farts. Yeah, I love farts. Yeah. Let's open the show with fart humor every time. I don't think we would have difficulty doing that. <laughs> have you had any good farts lately? Uh not lately. None that none that come to mind. Okay. I'm gonna talk about farts a little bit longer. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna start with a question. Yeah. You and Amy have lived together for multiple years. Yeah. Uh at least since twenty eleven. So you fart around each other at home? Probably. Right? <laughs> I do. I don't know if she does. <laughs> <laughs> and neither of you strike me as like obnoxious farters. No. Um, but like, you know, you fart around each other. Yeah. If you got a fart, you it's fart. It's going to happen. It's your home. Like when I'm home by myself. Yeah, you just fart when you need to. I fart because sometimes I got to fart. Yeah. Um, Ellen and I have been dating for a few months. Four-ish months. Okay. Or so. Um, we don't fart around each other. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, I feel like that's the, like, like you move in together and get comfortable and then mm-hmm. you start farting around each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, psychologically it's strange because I don't like, I'm not like, oh my God, I have to fart. And then I'm like holding in farts. Yeah. But they just don't happen. Okay. It's it's like being at work. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like I'm not just like farting at work willy nilly. I mean, I farted at work a lot. Because I'm at work. Well, like I will strategically fart at work. <laughs> Right, like if I get up and I'm gonna like walk through the family room, you'll let off some gas. I'll let it out, right? But I'm not like con- I'm not thinking about suppressing my farts at work. I'm yeah. just in a situation where I know it's not acceptable, so my body isn't like just letting it happen. Yeah. Um, but there's the beautiful moment, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this in the past, but there's a beautiful moment when your body like comes home from work or gets back home after a date. And your body's like, hey, we're good. Like, we're done. We can relax we can now. now. And then you just, like, get a couple good ones out. <laughs> yeah, I, I get what you're, what you're getting at there. Yeah. 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 That's fun. The other really fun uh, fart thing I do is yeah. uh, it's fun to, uh, if I'm riding my bicycle uh-huh. and I pass another bicyclist, sometimes you fart on them to fart as I pass them. <laughs> I think I've only done that once, but I remember doing it. Yeah, well, and now you think about week. it a lot. And now I think about it. I'm like, that's a great way to pass somebody. Yeah. You're rubbing it's in a little just bit. Just farting at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty silly. Uh, hmm. I, did, I did have a colonoscopy uh, many years ago. Hmm. And something I did not know before the colonoscopy, uh, I mean, I was, I was under for it, or at least I don't remember it. I don't think you, they actually put you under. I think they give you a drug that means you can't remember the fact that you're having a colonoscopy. <laughs> uh, that's my understanding of what they, that's kind of what they said they were doing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. So it's as if I was unconscious. Sure. That's uh, the way I'd want it to be done. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's reasonable. Doesn't sound like something to be remembered. No. Um, oh, side story. Someone I follow on Twitter had a colonoscopy and brought a pen with him so he could write notes on his arm. Because wow. he knew he would, while he was getting it, because he knew he would forget. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and he apparently, all he could write was, uh, like, everything's fine so far. And then apparently the nurse took the pen away from him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the image of the nurse, like, like looking over the table and be like, what's he doing? Oh, no, 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 no. No, we're not letting that happen. And then just like. <laughs> so, but as part of the colonoscopy <laughs> procedure, 
uh, is they pump your colon full of air. So as to when they've got the camera in there, they can see everything better. Right. And so as I'm coming out of this drugged up state, mm-hmm. uh, which in a way that feels like coming, waking up. Yeah. Um, which is to say I'm being able to form new memories for the first time in a while, I guess. I don't know how it works. But man, was I farting a lot at the time. Mm, but I was, air to get but I was too, like, groggy to even notice or mm. care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, it was, the more I woke up, the more I was like, man, I seem to be farting a lot right now. Wow. And it was because they had pumped me full of air. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel bloated afterwards for that reason as well. Yeah. It's got to come out somewhere. Man. How long can we go about farts? How long can we talk? (laughs) It's been 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. So I had to convince my uh, leasing office that I didn't owe them $4,000. $4,000. That's a lot for rent. It is a lot for rent. Is that what you pay in rent? <laughs> it was about to be. <laughs> like, did you just go go to the office and be like, y'all charged me too much? Yeah, I was like, hey, so I normally don't pay this much for rent. So it was, it was. Um, I got a notification yesterday mm-hmm. and from my bank and it said, hey, we just rejected a payment for $2,700. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Good job, bank. Yeah, keep it up. Uh, why? <laughs> yeah. Who was asking for it? Um, and I saw that it was from my apartment and I went, and I looked at like my, like apartment portal mm-hmm. thing for my, you know, managing my, my payments and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, Hey, we just tried to charge you $2,700 and, uh, next month you owe 4,000. <laughs> and I was like what is happening? And it turns out it was actually very simple. Um, I hadn't renewed my lease, mm. um, which expires in a couple weeks. Okay. So because I, it's like a new full month, but I don't have a lease for the whole month. Then they, they charged, they went the... like month to month rate plus what I owed normally, like, and all, and all that nonsense. Yeah. So, but the crazy part is that, because I have automatic payment set up, it just went. It just tried it. Yeah. And there's banks that would just overdraft you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And thankfully my bank doesn't do that, but like Yeah. When I like when I told the lady at the leasing office earlier today, she was just like she was like, "Oh, you have automatic payment set up. That's why it just like tried." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, like don't most people have automatic payment set up?" I don't. And now I'm like, like maybe I shouldn't have automatic payments set up. Um, yeah, we write a check every month. But it was just like, oh, oops, like we almost just like wiped out all your nah. all of your checking well, account. Uh, like oops. no big, like oh, you know, we would have reimbursed you, but like it would have taken like six weeks, weeks, <laughs> and I would have not had any. So yeah, but yeah, got got I'm sorted. Glad that out. worked out. Yeah, I got sorted out. I paid them the normal amount of rent that I owe. Yeah, and I renewed my lease properly so everything's fine good job but that was like uh do you have to pay pet rent is that a thing they do here uh it's a thing that they do here but they don't know i have a pet (laughs) okay um if i had a dog yeah i would probably like disclose that i have a dog yeah and you only barely have a pet i barely have a cat yeah like he doesn't he has not affected the apartment (laughs) in any way um I vacuum every once in a while mm-hmm. and that erases all evidence he exists. 
But yeah, the, I mean, in a, an apartment like this, it's ridiculous. It's like th- a three hundred dollar fee for yeah. a cat, and then you and then monthly pay like thirty dollars monthly more or Ugh, whatever. Yeah. So we we have we don't have pet rent. We have a deposit, which is fine. Like I'm fine putting a pet deposit in, mm. but no monthly cost for having a pet here. Yeah, pet rent. They live here too. They got to pay up. Yeah, uh, got to get a job if they can't pay. <laughs> I'd be comfortable with like. Having a second person live here and not telling them. <laughs> like, I, they're, they're not going to find out anything. And, like, the, I have, like, maintenance people in here. I had a whole thing with my hot water heater yeah. in the last couple of weeks. And it's, like, I've had maintenance people in and, like. Well, yeah, he knows to hide. Right. Like, they're, <laughs> But even if, like, they did notice the cat, yeah. I don't think they'd be like, hmm, this they're apartment has a cat. Let lease. me make sure they've yeah. disclosed they have a cat. Like, the maintenance people don't care. I got more important things to do. Right. Like, fix my hot water heater. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you have hot water now. I do have hot water. Uh, my showers got to a point where they were, I was getting like four minutes of hot water before it ran out. That's just helping you save the planet, man. Be efficient. I mean, like I've never been better at like showering and getting up. Like I'm a, I'm, I enjoy a hot long shower. Yeah. Uh, and so sometimes I just find myself standing there for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Hey, no. when your hot water out. heater is the limiter on your shower, then you take a fast shower and you get out and you get started with your day. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, maybe I should turn off automatic payments. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, boy. That would maybe be a good plan. Yeah, man. Uh, that made me think. I was like, hmm, apartments are cool, but like owning a home means you don't accidentally get charged because you forget to renew, renew your lease. <sighs> Uh, but then I you, mean, you've got a mortgage. Then you have a mortgage, and then you like own a thing that's yours that you have to like be responsible yeah. for. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in this point in my life interested in owning property. Yeah, and like, so I I was thinking about this today anyway because a bunch of people at work earlier were talking about some people are interested in buying houses, mm-hmm. and trying to figure out like first time mortgages and all that oh. stuff. And I was like, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm. I don't like it. I don't, you, wanna, I don't own a house. You don't, don't even like the idea, right? Not right now. Like, and, and not really something that I would even consider like in the next 10 years. I don't see myself wanting to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that could change because, you know, I was a moron 10 years ago, as we've established. Everyone's a moron all the time. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> it just seems like a lot of work. It's no cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, theoretically, you know, you're, you're building up equity, but that's only kind of true. Money's fake anyway. Money is fake anyway. <laughs> and uh, like your equity could just disappear based on the market. Yeah. And I just, it's, and I don't have a landlord. Like I like having someone who is responsible for fixing stuff when it breaks. Yeah. It like, it's really nice to be like, oh, man, my hot water doesn't, my hot water heater doesn't work anymore. And someone just comes and fixes it. And all I have to do is let them know. Yeah. Like I don't have to buy a hot water heater or know anything Mm -hmm. about hot water heaters or like pay someone to know anything about how like, it's just, it's convenient. And the downside is like, I live in like a pretty boring apartment in a boring building and it's not like you're pretty boring. I'm a boring person, but like, it's not, this isn't like a nice home that like feels good to like. Yeah, but you can do that in an apartment. Kind of, but like yeah. you, you're always missing something. Like I, I remember, I mean, 
I guess growing up, my parents rented our home forever. My parents never owned our home because mm-hmm. um, they like got into a sweet deal and paid like almost nothing for rent cool. for like our whole lives. Um, but like having like a house yeah. on a street. You can like rent yours. a house on a street. Right, you can. <laughs> and like that's the other, like that sounds, that sounds great. Yeah, and then you have a landlord. I don't have this like emotional attachment to like owning property no right like i would like a nice building it's very millennial of you yeah i would like a nice building to live in yeah and a nice home to live in but i don't need to own it no because i'm also not interested in like passing on wealth Mm. to my yeah offspring your potential theoretical future yeah i don't know yeah but then everyone's like i'm in my 20s and i have a real job i have to buy a house now yeah well and i mean buying a house kind of like traps you like you're stuck in a place for a while once you've bought a house yeah because you have like a 20 or 30 year loan yeah and then you can sell it but then you're at the whim of like the market the market <laughs> whether or not you can sell it for anything worthwhile yeah but i mean the other the counter argument is like if you're renting you're literally just giving someone money and there's no future benefit whatsoever yeah well if you never pay off your mortgage because you keep selling your house every 10 years it's the same How thing. How has that changed? It's the same thing. Yeah. And the other thing, like, especially in this area, the idea of like buying a house in the Austin area yeah. is like not appealing because buying a house in the Austin area means just like picking a development mm-hmm. in the ever expanding sprawl yeah. and just buying a tiny lot in that development next mm-hmm. to a bunch of other houses that are all like yeah. kind of the same. And like, I don't want to live in that kind of space. I don't just have no yeah. desire to own a home right now yeah and i have friends who do like i know a lot of people who bought houses yeah but mortgages seem like a lot of work yep oh god and yeah and then just like <laughs> the idea of anything that happens you have to, you deal, have to with. deal with it yeah that's so daunting yeah like what if your electricity just doesn't work and you like you are the one who has to figure yeah, it or out. you have to go find someone and pay them to fix it right so you have someone else fixing it anyway, but you're paying your mortgage plus the cost of fixing it. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Why do people want to own stuff? I mean, you want to talk about the history of the American dream? <laughs> Manifest <laughs> destiny, baby. Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of propaganda going on there. Yeah. And, you know, the idea of what it is to be a citizen and what success looks like mm. as as part of you know owning property you know you know death of a salesman you know that it exists mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. like the the key thing that's like a core part of death of a salesman is that family finally paying off their house right and the way they do it is spoiler alert he dies it's in the it's in the title of the play you should know it's coming uh but he dies and the insurance money pays off their mortgage yeah he literally had to get his life give up his life to finish paying for his house yeah yeah like that came out in the 50s (laughs) (laughs) i mean so like my version of that is my student loans and my student my monthly student loan payment isn't anywhere near what a mortgage or rent would be Mm -hmm. but like 
that's still the like I'm just I'm just gonna you pay gotta off. get out of that. Yeah, I'm gonna pay off my student loans for the rest of my life. Yep. I mean, I'm not, but like at this point, that's you what could it, be. At this point, that's what it feels like at yeah. least, right? Like I'm just just a giant monthly payment I make, and it yeah. just never ends, and I don't. Nothing happens because I make that payment. I'm not getting anything. Any, it, yeah, it's just this. Yeah, constant drain. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the same. Yeah, there's definitely a correlation, I think, to student loan debt and us millennials not buying houses. Yeah, because we don't have any money. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's why. Yeah, everyone took all of the money that we were supposed to get. Mm-hmm. Or you know, the system was broken from the start it only just took a couple generations to realize yeah we were the and, lucky and ones reap, that. The, reap the repercussions yes um i do so the one thing i do really like the idea of is like designing and building my own home mm-hmm. and you can't really do that unless you own it that is true right like i can't like design and build a home sell it to someone and then, then rent, rent it back it? from them like that <laughs> I guess that arrangement might be possible, but I feel like having a conversation, pitching that to somebody would just confuse them. Yes. It's like me trying to buy the copyright for your sister's photos. <laughs> exactly. And, that, and that's what I'm thinking of. My, my sister and her husband are built, are building their own home yeah. in Maine. And like they bought their own little piece of land and they're building their own home and it's beautiful. And like they mm. get to make it exactly what they want. And it's just so nice. And when it's done, it's going to just be this incredible home yeah. that's amazingly built and that's going to last them for their whole lives. Hopefully. And like they're paying for it as they're building it. Yeah. So like they're not going to have a mortgage on it. That's they, nice. That's pretty crazy. But then like now they just own some, some land. land. Yeah. Which like also doesn't. How do you even own land, doesn't man? Mean anything? Like, <laughs> how do you own land? Yeah, that's very confusing to me as well. Like they just property is theft. Own some stuff, like space. They own some space. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they they don't even own like the ground. They probably don't own the mineral rights. They own the surface. Yeah, they right? own own oh the top six inches or whatever <sighs> the 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 foundation goes down to. Right. It's very weird. Yeah, city or the government probably owns in air quotes right the you know underground mineral rights or the uh tunneling you know if they want to put electrical down under they can do that right right i don't know i don't know anything about owning land i mean they're like way out in the woods so like none yeah. of that's ever gonna happen yeah but um how do you own land man <laughs> i mean like what what my brain is doing right now is i'm like slowly backing my way into like the mentality that I guess like the Native Americans had where like um, white people showed up and were like, we own this now. And they were like, own? <laughs> you, it's like, that's what it's ground. That was, that, that was their mentality. <laughs> they were like, what do you mean own land? Yeah. Like it's the land. Yeah. Just putting in a, a disclaimer here, probably a very inaccurate and uh, problematic description of the Native American <laughs> uh, groups of which there were many with varying cultures who had many different belief systems that we don't know enough about. Cool. Got that covered. Exactly. Yeah. The one thing that is correct about what I said is white people are bad. (laughs) No argument here. Do you ever email um, people who make things for the internet? I have. Yeah. Um, It's rare. 
uh, it is uh, like the most recent time I did it was uh, I have a new Twitter avatar and now mm. also a Mastodon avatar. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen it or care. I have. It's very nice. Yeah, it's it's really cool. So there's uh, a guy named Gordon McAlpin uh, drew for 12 years a webcomic called Multiplex that I'm a big fan of. I've backed the Kickstarters and all that sort of stuff and helped buy the books. You've backed kick Kickstarters? A couple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be fair, he's had four and I've backed all of them. <laughs> Uh, I also support him on Patreon for, you know, a couple bucks a month. Mm -hmm. But uh, I realized that I wanted a new portrait, like a new picture for my social medias. Yeah. Which is Twitter and Mastodon. What was it before? I don't even remember now. Uh, at The last thing it was was a picture of my face. Mm -hmm. And I had a headband around my forehead with a spoon sticking out of it. That's right. In the front of my forehead. Yep. Kind of, you know, a quasi-quail man sort of look. It's a good photo. Uh, which I, I took on a lark. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even remember why I put the spoon in there. It's a very me thing to do, is to put a spoon in a headband. Yeah, just because. That's who I am. <laughs> but uh, I was like, I would like a cool photo. And I knew that uh, Gordon did these. Did he, He'd offered him his, like, Kickstarter rewards. Like, you back at a certain level, he would do a portrait of you for social media avatar sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I contacted him and said, hey, I'm a big fan of, you know, back your Patreon. His webcomic also just ended, which was a big deal. He, mm. like, finished the story. And I said, you know, I'd like to commission a portrait. And I'm like, well, I said, what's your rate? And he gave me a number. And I said, cool. And I sent him some reference photos, and he did it. And, like, that was a neat thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, which so he wasn't just he didn't like put out an open call of like hey I'm making profile avatars like no but most particularly most artists will at least be open to the idea of commissions yeah um, that's that's a great you know income source for them in a lot of cases mm -hmm. now some artists will go on if they need some cash or they need something you know on short notice will right. go on and say like hey and solicit it. I'm doing commissions for the next two days uh, if you want one email me here's my rate mm -hmm. and uh, we'll do things like that which is cool. Um, but I've learned that a lot of artists will, you know, if you ask, they've got a rate. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're usually <laughs> like, yes, I would like to take your money. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. That's really cool. And it's a great, like, it looks. It looks like, like me. Like, it looks like you and, it's, and it, like, represents you very well, it seems. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's in a really cool style. Like, I like, he does vector art. Um, mm -hmm. It looks really neat. Like, I'm, I'm real happy with it. Yeah. Um, have you been using Mastodon still? Yeah. It was tooting today. I, I saw you were on there briefly. As briefly as possible. Uh, I forgot about it as I usually do after our after we record. Yeah. I forget everything we talk about. I know. What is with that? Um, ev after we record every single time, I always get a text from Ellen. She's like, what you guys talk about? And I'm like, ah. Uh, today I'm going to say farts. I don't know. Because I know we talked about farts. By the time we finish, you're going to have forgotten. Probably. Um. So I completely forgot, and then I, I was when I finally was editing the show, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, Mastodon. I was supposed to go check that out. Yeah. So I went and I checked it out. Uh, I think I made a user at Mastodon.cloud. Yes, that is where your user account is. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I got Minor Planet at Mastodon.cloud, mm -hmm. and I tooted Bleep Blorp. Yep. Followed Kevin. Yep. Closed it, and I haven't <laughs> looked at it since. <laughs> No, I've I've been using it. So I still read Twitter, but I 
I've always been reading Twitter. Like I haven't deeply engaged with Twitter for quite a while. Mm-hmm. But now when I feel like I've got more personal stuff I want to toot, I will go to Mastodon first yeah. and sort of talk to people or say things into the void. Yeah. I mean, still seems cool. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to use a web client. They've got an app. I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah. It's okay. You'll forget about it till next week. Yeah, I'll forget about it. I mean, like, honestly, like, I'm, I'm in a, I was in a different place with Twitter than you were, where, like, I'm, because I'm a lurker by default yeah. anyway, uh, I'm happy to just continue lurking. Read Twitter where all the things are being posted that I want to look at anyway. Yeah. All the bad news. All the horrible, horrible news. Should I log on to Mastodon more just to let's see what you're tooting? You, if you want to keep up with me, it's certainly a good way to do it. Yeah, I guess so. You can follow other people. I could follow other people, but like, then I'd have to check it. Yeah. So that works. Yeah. And assuming you're, you're not a completionist, you won't have to check it that often. Just oh, when you feel like it. I know you are. I am a completionist. I know. So that'll be a problem for you me. You have to read all of them. Yeah. Yeah, don't uh, click on the little globe icon because that's the federated <laughs> timeline. Yeah, I saw that and it was like, nah. <laughs> you can't keep up with that. No, I'm out. Especially on Mastodon. Like, yeah, Mastodon.cloud is one of the bigger ones. Right. It's a huge local one and it federates with like everything. Yeah. So it's... Like the local one would be too much for me on that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah on my instance, I think we're under 300 people. So I can usually keep up to date with a local timeline yeah. if I want to. I don't put that lot of effort into it. What's the, what's the instance that the creator posts i think it's mastodon at social yes so like i wanted one there because i was like this in my brain i was like this is the default one yeah that's not how that works but it's okay i know but like the creator made it so it i think it's described as like the flagship one yeah right because it's like the creator made the technology and they made the instance like this is the one i guess but they aren't weren't accepting yeah so well mine shut down for a while i think it is accepting again but oh really yeah yeah yours seemed cool yeah. Mine on the, the furry to tech bro balance were much more on the furry side than the tech bro side. Yeah, see, that's a problem for me too. They're not all furries. They're but there are a lot of like queer voices. Yeah. It's the difference between queer voices and furries. Yeah. There are some furries on my instance. Yeah. Um I don't yeah. I mean they're they're technically inclined furries. What's that mean? Well that means they're like writing the code. <laughs> Oh, they're doing pull commits. Yeah, pull commit. I don't know if that's the, how you say it. Pull requests. Pull. I think it's a pull request. Pull request and a commit, which doesn't make any sense because pull is when you want to. I don't know. A pull request is when you're requesting someone to pull your thing. It's not when you're pulling something. Uh, that's more than I knew ten minutes ago. Yeah, this has been. Uh, this get, has been coding with Kevin. GitHub. Yeah, get coding. Get get some code. Get- <laughs> That would be a great name for a podcast. <laughs> Want to start a podcast called Git Coding and uh, we'll learn how to code together? I mean, we could. I don't want to do that. I've started learning Python. Really? Yeah. I bought uh, Learn Python the Hard Way mm. and have been learning Python the Hard Way. <laughs> is it difficult? Uh, no, but the idea is um, the the hard way such as it is, there's a, apparently a few books this guy's written that are like learn this the hard way. Mm. Um, is uh, like enforcing muscle memory. And so what it, what you do is he presents you a block of code and he says, mm-hmm. type this exactly and then run it. Mm-hmm. And then you should see this. And then he's like, then figure out what it does. Like see what line does by line by line and he'll give you some information about it. And then he's got like challenges. He says, okay, now do this to it. 
see what it does. Like, how would you accomplish this? Mm, mm-hmm. um, but like <clears throat> big chunks of it is like copying, not copying and pasting, but like hand copying code. That's clever. Like instructing you to hand type it out instead of copy pasting because yeah. you're, yeah, like most memory, you're making your fingers learn. Yeah. And you're, and you're learning like what you're doing with that and trying to find errors and you know, so you'll you'll type it all out, and then you'll try and run it. It'll be wrong, yeah. and you'll have to go. Okay, where's the error? And like, figure out what's wrong, and how do I fix it? Hmm. And the answer is, you go look at what you wrote and find the mistake because yeah. you have the answer in front of you. That's a clever way to learn. It is. It's interesting. I'm, I've dipped my toe, and I'm not even a third of the way through the book. Yeah. But why coding, and why Python specifically? Uh, Python, in my like general understanding, Python is pretty easy to learn and pretty easy to do lots of things with mm-hmm. um, and coding because I work at a company where people value people who can code <laughs> uh, and I am not one of those. Mm. And so I think it would be cool to do like part of me wants to like theoretically eventually write some interactive fiction or something like that. Although there are way easier ways to do it than running Python because yes. there are programs like, um, I don't know what it's called, uh, but there are, there are like, programs that you can use to write interactive fiction hmm. uh, which i have done i have written uh, a very short piece of interactive fiction is interactive fiction like a choose your own adventure kind of uh it's it's somewhere between a choose your own adventure and a text adventure mm. uh so like the you know zork you know yeah get ye flask <laughs> you cannot get ye flask move north yeah look mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so it's somewhere between those yeah uh, and like those are considered interactive fiction, like the Zork sort of games, uh, but they're not exclusively interactive fiction. Yeah. Twine, that's what it's called. Uh, Twine is a program that allows you to write interactive fiction without owning any code, which is pretty cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and the only Twine game I've ever made like and finished, such as it was, was a game I made called Sick, and I made it while... I was suffering from the norovirus or something very akin to the norovirus. Was this when it spread around the store? Yes. Mm, I've heard legend. It was, it was legendary. Yes. Um, but while I was dealing with that, I was also learning how to use twine <laughs> and wrote a very short game. that's uh, on the internet somewhere. Uh, that is my experience hmm. in sort of a choose your own adventure format. Of getting norovirus. Yeah, we're really just suffering from norovirus. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Yeah. Sounds like a terrible game to play because it's a terrible experience. It's, it, I think it's a fun <laughs> little game. I think it's neat. Um, but yeah, but yeah, so I don't need to learn to code to do that, but I like the idea of it. Yeah, and like I, I haven't coded anything in a very long time, but I always enjoyed the small exercises yeah. and stuff that I would do for fun and like when it was like classwork for school and stuff. Yeah. It's fun. It's like a really, it's a clever way to solve puzzles. Mm-hmm. It like, oh, it always scratched the same itch as like, uh, like balancing chemistry equations and like, yeah, I never had that itch. <laughs> like salt and like solving math problems. Like yeah. you just get this complicated thing full of symbols and you, you know, figure out what it does. in its yeah. own in universe rules. And then you figure it out. Make it work. Yeah. Um, speaking of norovirus, mm-hmm. Um, I have no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, um, uh, I don't have mono. Oh, good. Do you know what you do have? Nothing. 
according to my doctor, you're fine. They did a full blood test and I had no signs of any bacterial or viral infection whatsoever. So you were just lying to yourself. Apparently. (laughs) But the problem is, is I still feel symptoms of mono. Like, it's a good thing you don't have mono. Like every once in a while, I'll be like feverish for a couple hours and like lethargic for the rest of the day. Like I remember like yesterday, like the second half of my day at work. And then for like a couple hours after I got home, I was just like super lethargic. Huh. And like, I felt a little feverish in the morning, Yeah, which is like symptoms of mono. It is. But my doctor was like, you definitely don't have anything. And I was like, stop complaining. And I was like, so am I good or like, (laughs) so now what? Right. Yeah. What's going on now? And they're like, well, you're fine. So like suck it up. Yeah. And like my throat is finally like better. Good. You can drink your, uh, I can drink cider. I can drink my cider. I don't have any pain in my throat anymore, but like, like I feel like I have mono and I just want someone to tell me that I like, (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you you have mono, but I am not a doctor. You're not a doctor, but it feels, I am not a lawyer either. It's, I feel like my doctor's gaslighting me. That's possible. Or like they mixed up my blood and someone else's blood. Yeah, that's dangerous. Don't mix blood. Don't mix bloods. But like, like I hope it just goes away. Like I hope it <laughs> yeah, just get better. I, like if it's not mono, I hope it's not like cancer. <laughs> yeah, I, does cancer show up on a blood screen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, typically you'd have like an elevated white cell count. Probably Kevin said, as if we knew about bodies. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but like, thankfully, I haven't had to spend a week in a hospital. A week in a hospital. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about that hospital food? Am I right, Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was actually not terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I was. I yeah. So for those listeners at home who don't follow me on Mastodon, uh, a week ago, Monday, uh, Amy texted me at about ten o'clock and said uh, hey I'm not feeling great I've done something like my back hurts really bad I'm just lying in bed uh, but I can't like stand up hmm. uh, I'm like that's weird uh, I'm like let me know if you need anything you know keep me up to date and he said okay and about two hours later she called me and was like okay we need to go to the hospital hmm. like this is not getting better this yeah. is getting worse uh, and it was just very very bad back pain uh, in her lower back. Yeah. Um, and she joked at first that I had given her my back pain because I, I don't know if you know this, I am a chronic back pain sufferer. I've mm-hmm. had back pain for 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. And it, like much back pain is not easy to diagnose or there's not really anything they can do about it. Yeah. It just hurt. The back is large and complicated. Yeah. And full of things that cause pain. Yeah. And I've got them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so we went to uh, the urgent care on campus. Mm. Uh, because we learned last time we had to go to the hospital, if you go to them first, your insurance is more likely to cover your emergency room visit rather than if you just go to the emergency room because you get a doctor tells you to go to the ER. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so we went there and waited for a few hours. Uh, and I was in the waiting room the whole time. They didn't let me go in the back, which was a little annoying. But uh, they ran blood tests and all the all the standard like urgent care, like right. Can we figure out what this is? No. Okay. Go to the hospital. And we did. We got to the hospital about 7 o'clock and got checked into the ER eventually. And by this time, she had an elevated heart rate. 
lots of back pain. Elevated heart rate to get you into the hospital faster, just so you know. Hmm, nice. Because uh, they're worried about a heart attack, and they want to get you in and seen by someone sooner rather than later. So go do some jumping jacks around the corner. Yeah, or then... if you smoke, it's great. That always elevates your heart rate. <laughs> uh, don't, don't smoke at a hospital. That's a bad idea. <laughs> they don't like that. They don't like that. Uh, so we were in the ER, and they did the same blood tests again. Mm-hmm. Uh because even though we like brought in the results from the last one, they're like, no, we have to run it anyway. Like, fine, run your tests. And they did an EKG. Uh, they did like, they gave her, they gave her some painkillers. They did an EKG. They did a couple other tests and eventually like, well, we can't figure out what it is. So we're going to check you in for observation. It's like, well, okay. And that was like, midnight and by 3 a.m they actually got us a room wow oh uh, god what a long day yeah and so we were sitting we were in an er room but that's not a full featured room um, but they were very busy that night and so we had to wait for a room to clear in the actual hospital for us to get admitted and you know sitting in a chair trying to sleep is the best idea which is what I was. she had a bed because she was in the hospital, but I right. I had the husband a chair, and <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, man, that was rough. And they, they eventually got us a room, and they got me a recliner, uh, which which was the upgraded husband chair. All right, the long term husband chair. Yeah, yeah. that you're going to be here a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and so I was, so so we we checked in, and we were in the hospital until Thursday. Like we didn't go home until Thursday. I went home a couple times. Like I went home. Tuesday afternoon mm-hmm. to go like feed our cat who had not seen us since Monday. Oh, and your cat is the kind of cat that needs attention. Right. So she yeah. must have been very upset. She was not happy. Uh, but she, like she was hungry. She, cause she usually gets fed like first thing in the morning and yeah. it was now Tuesday afternoon. She had not been fed. She was needy. But, uh, Amy being in the hospital means you, our cat was mad. Your, your cat, <laughs> your cat can be ignored for a little bit. Yeah. I, and then we just waited in the hospital for a long time. So I, I uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night, I went home to sleep like in our bed because mm. that's a better place to sleep than the husband chair. Yes. Uh, although I slept in that some too. And I didn't sleep well, obviously, because I'm worried. Right. And we've now been in the hospital for two or three days and they still don't know what's wrong. Oh, because uh, we did additional tests. We did an, they did an ultrasound. They did a CT scan. Uh, and anytime you do one of these tests, I don't know how often you've been hospitalized. I don't recommend it. I, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually been admitted into a no, hospital. I don't recommend it. Sounds bad. It is bad. Yeah. It's bad and terrible and boring. It is all of those <laughs> things at once because they, they say, okay, the doctor has ordered test a, let's say CT scan. You say, okay, the, so we, they ordered the CT scan as an example, they did the ultrasound while we were still in the ER. I don't know. It's all, it all blurs together because it's all monotonous. Mm-hmm. Uh, for something that is absolutely terrifying, it is also terribly dull. It's that's like a, this weird combination of bad feelings. That's a horrible combination. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they would, for example, order a CT scan uh, and they couldn't get it. So the radiologists are only there like business hours. They're not there overnight. Right. Uh and so they're like, well, they're going to come in, you know, there's going to be a list for everybody who's been here overnight. And they're going to go through that list starting at like nine when they get in. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was Tuesday. Um, so they didn't get her into 
the CT scan until like three in the afternoon. And then you have to wait for, so the technician does the exam and you have to wait for the, someone else to interpret the results. Right. Because that's how it works. Because mm -hmm. you have to have an actual doctor look at it. The doctor's not running the test. They're ordering the test. Right. And the doctor had gone home by the time the results were ready. So it wasn't until Wednesday morning mm. that we even get the results for the CT scan. And they come back clear. Nothing wrong. And that happened for basically every test until we found out what was wrong. So right. all of the blood tests came back clear, all like urinalysis, every, every single blood test they could run. They ran a couple of them, batches of them. Sonogram came back clear, CT cam, echocardiogram, uh, EKG, all came back perfectly clear. And so the doctor who does rounds and sees you once a day for 20 minutes would come and go, well, all the tests so far look really clear, so we don't know what's causing it. Let's do some more tests. Cool, see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say like the hospital we were at, the doctors we had were all very good. The nurses were great. The techs were great. All very nice. All very good at what they were doing. Like, I don't feel like we were not taken care of. Mm -hmm. This is just how hospitals work. Right. Um, and they've of course got to run various pain medications as well as all her standard medications that they have to, like we can't bring in because you can't give them drugs. They have to get them from their pharmacy because they're very, very intentionally regulating what she's putting into mm. her body to make sure that that's not causing a problem. And we found out that one of her medications was actually causing a high heart rate, and so they switched it, oh. um, hmm. which is good. Yeah. But like you, you can't just like sneak in like, hey, here's your antidepressants, or here's your, you know, whatever you're taking every day. Right. Your, your allergy meds. Like that's one she's taking every day. It's like you have to get that from the hospital pharmacy, and they're the ones who have to give it to you so they can track what you're actually taking. Yeah, that makes sense. I never thought of that. Sense. But yeah, it makes yeah. total sense. Uh, so that was, you know... Like we didn't have allergy drugs a couple of days because we didn't get them in from the pharmacy. And because you have to, you can't just say, I'm taking this. You have to tell it to the doctor who then has to order it from you for you from the pharmacy who then has to give it to your nurse. Right. So you can actually take it. Right. So it's all this waiting, all this just oh, like man. with no information in a rather unpleasant place because hospitals are full of sick people. Right. And they're not pleasant environments. Like no. Like, the building is not a pleasant no. building to be in. They, they do their absolute best to make it as nice as they can. Yeah. You get cable TV, which we don't have at home. So we watched a lot of channel flipping. There you go. Uh, a lot of Food Network, a lot of HGTV. Mm. House Hunters? Oh, yeah. A mm. lot of House Hunters. Good choice. Um, and just waiting and just sitting around, being uncomfortable, neither of us sleeping well. Uh, yeah. And, and finally, on Wednesday, she got... The MRI, which is kind of the be-all, end-all of back pain. Like, that's the big one. Right. Like, if an MRI doesn't catch it, then we don't know. Yeah. Then right. there's, there's no telling what it is. Yeah. Um, of course, she did the MRI, like, Wednesday afternoon, and we weren't going to get results till Thursday. And she's like, well, one more night in the hospital. It's like, fuck. They finally come back. They finally get the neurosurgeon to look at the MRI results. And because it was super obvious. We saw the pictures afterwards. It's like, oh, herniated disc. That one and that one are herniated discs in your spine. <laughs> and it's like, great, cool. That's not good news, but at least we know what it is. Right, yeah. No knowledge can be very comforting after <laughs> yeah. four days. Yeah, herniated discs are, I mean, not necessarily life-threatening, but they're annoying. They are a headache. Mm -hmm. They're hard to deal with because medical time. Yeah, well, explain. Well, so so uh, your spine is made up of a number of vertebrae. Mm -hmm. And there's a big spinal column going through all of them. That's a big bundle of nerves. Well, between each vertebrae, so they're stacked on top of each other. They don't actually touch each other. There's a little spongy disc mm -hmm. of stuff between each one of them. And 
ideally that is in a healthy person is spongy and it has some, you know, it's apparently it's apparently gritty according to our doctor. Hmm. Uh, where it's not like smooth, like a silicone gel, but it's, it's gritty and elastic and hmm. uh, also full of moisture. Like these are just descriptive terms for a healthy functioning human disc. Cool. In your vertebra. Uh, and they can become unhealthy, like not from any particular thing, uh, like if you injure yourself, you can, you can like rupture them or cause an injury. Uh, but that's like, if you're a sports person, yeah. uh, which Amy is not a sports person, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, so what can happen if they get weaker over time or they get bad is they start bulging. Um, and they bulged often in the direction of your nerve column. Hmm. And that does things like cause immense pain. Yeah, because you're do putting that. pressure on your nerves. Yep. Uh, and in very bad cases, you can you can lose sensation in your legs or anything below where the nerves are at that point. Right. Lose sensation, lose control, like depending on how bad it is and how much they're getting pinched in that area. God. Yeah. And there's not a lot that can be done for them. Uh, there's a kind of, there's a three stages, three options from like least invasive to most invasive. And, uh, the least invasive is oral steroids. And as soon as we identify the herniated disc, we put on some oral steroids, which is the doctor did it. I didn't, I had no control of the situation. Yeah. Uh, put her on some steroids to not just help the pain. Cause that's not like, you can't just treat the pain forever. Cause that's how you get opioid addiction. Yes. Uh, but to like help with, you know, the healing process and helping them get healthier and get better and whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I started on that regimen. The next step, if that doesn't get it better enough is you go see the neurosurgeon. You should go see the neurosurgeon anyway as a follow-up once you've discovered this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do a spinal injection of steroids Ooh. into the disc itself. Oh, uh, which is uh, apparently not as bad as a spinal tap because you're not getting like spinal fluid out, but is still like an injection directly into your back. Uh, apparently guided via x-ray, which is kind of scary and cool. Hmm. So they like put you on an x-ray table and like watch it go into your back to make sure they're hitting the right spot. Hmm. So you can see the needle on the x-ray. That sounds terrifying and weird and fascinating all at the same time. Yeah. Um, Quick anecdote. Yeah. I, I, I was reading an interesting article about um, a trauma surgeon recently. And yeah. uh, they had this little snippet where um, when when you need to go into surgery to extract a bullet, they mm-hmm. literally just tape a paperclip right above. Um, or when, you, like when you're getting an x-ray to see where yeah. the bullet is, they tape a paperclip above your bullet wound so that when they're looking at x-rays and be like, find oh, the oh, there's clip? a paper clip and yeah, that there's looks like one. a bullet. Okay. Yeah. Like it's just a paper clip is a shape <laughs> that shows up in an x-ray and it's immediately yeah, that apparent. Makes so a like, lot of sense. It's just sort of like a dumb hack to make yeah. it work. Yeah. I, I see the benefit of that. Yeah, just tape a That's paper clip to your body. Like yeah. not if you're going into an MRI though. <laughs> yes. I mean like if it's just sitting on your body, not that big of a deal. Just, I wouldn't go into it with a paper clip tape to you. Don't put a paper clip inside your body. Don't do that. A hundred percent don't do that. Even if you're not going into an MRI, don't put a paperclip in your body. Yeah. I guess if you're like one of those punk rock kids who does like piercings with safety pins, mm. like that's fine. 
you do you, yeah. but take them out before your MRI. Yes, please. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, the spinal injection is the, the next option. Uh, and from, I've, I've been researching these things for most folks that typically is a pretty good solution for three to four years. Hmm. Um, if that doesn't take, and then you get another one when it wears off. And that's just now your life. Right? Yeah. Is there Pretty a way much. for a herniated disc to repair and become normal again? Not that we know of. Okay. Uh, it's not something that like we can like cause to happen. I'm okay. sure they can get better, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I'm not a doctor <laughs> or a lawyer. <laughs> but uh, they don't spontaneously get better very often. Yeah. Uh, and the last option is surgery. To, how, what do you? What does a surgeon do uh, to a disc? Basically, you you go in and you scrape out the herniated part. So you like cut it off, um, leaving the rest of the disc in place. Mm. Worst case scenario is you actually remove the whole thing and fuse the uh, vertebrae together. Oh, you can do that. Yeah, you use you use bone from like uh, your hip, uh-huh. and you take that out and use that to fuse together two vertebrae. So they're separated still, but they can't. They're just one. Yeah, you preserve piece. the spacing, but now it's yeah. just fixed. Yeah. Makes you a little less flexible, I guess. Yes. That's a man. Sometimes medicine's really like dumb. Mm-hmm. Like it's amazing that we have the uh, the ability to cut open someone's back, take bone from their leg, <laughs> put two of their vertebrae together permanently, and close them up, <laughs> and close them up again, and then they can be fine. But also, that's like such a dumb solution. <laughs> yeah. Pretty dumb. But it's also like a medical marvel. That yeah, it's it's amazing that we can do it. It's also like that's all we can do, right? <laughs> right. I feel like there should, like, I thought like doctors were really smart, <laughs> and like medicine was like super advanced, and we should be able to just like Fix figure things. out like w- perfect solutions to like reverse these body problems. Yeah. But, now sometimes you just gotta fuse some bones together. I guess so. So, uh, what, what, where, where are you guys? What's the, well, so she finished her steroids, uh, yesterday. Oral and, steroids? Yeah. And has talked and has scheduled an appointment as a follow-up with the neurosurgeon. So we don't know where that's going to go one way or the other. A lot of it's dependent on like how her pain is, you know, right. how, how her leg motion is. Can she still move? She, she didn't have any loss of motion or feeling in her legs, which is great. Mm-hmm. Like that's a good sign. Yeah. Uh, but if she does, that's a problem and that's something we have to be aware of. Yeah. Is she like able to be up and about or is she kind of some, I mean, she's, she's definitely like resting and relaxing a lot right now. Yeah. Uh, Oh, (laughs) that was the other fun side of this was, uh, last Wednesday. So two days after we went to the hospital was when Amy's PhD dissertation defense was scheduled. Oh, this happened before the defense. (laughs) Yeah. Like we were going to the hospital on Monday. The defense was scheduled on Wednesday. Oh no! And as you, if you listen carefully, you'll know that we were in the hospital until Thursday, right? And uh, pretty late on Thursday, for that matter. So, like that was also a stressful event that we're having to deal with, right? And she was able; she ended up getting to defend. Right? Well, she did. Um, so, yes, but not on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so everyone she, comes to the hospital room. <laughs> that was considered because <laughs> uh, this is one of the most difficult things to schedule. Like, period. Right. Because you have to get a room reserved. You have to get all six members of your committee to have the same couple hours free 
to come and sit at your defense. Which sounds basically impossible for any given six people. Yes. Like, not just like busy academic professionals. Yeah. Yeah. It is very difficult. Um, But luckily, Amy's advisor, who totally had her back and was like, take care of yourself. I'll deal with the rest of this. That's awesome. Basically whipped around and got everyone in. And so they did the defense on Monday of this week. So yesterday. And she was able to like, she went, I mean, she was super drugged. She couldn't drive herself to the the thing. The joke was that she was the first, uh, she was not the first PhD candidate to do a defense high because that's got to have happened before. (laughs) But she was the first one where the whole committee knew she was high. (laughs) (laughs) And it was all okay. Yeah. Uh, Because she was on a muscle relaxer and uh, hydrocodone. Oh boy. Wow. Yeah. And everything, and she successfully she passed, defended. Uh, and... some very minor revisions that she's going to finish before the end of the week. Yeah. But they turned in the paperwork. Like, I I call her Dr. Gunther, like, all the time now because it's funny to me. When does she get, like, there's a certificate or whatever? Yeah, right? that happens. Uh, there's a graduation ceremony later this month, next month. I don't know. Probably this month. Part of the normal graduation. Yeah. yeah. Like, just be a beauty graduation. That's awesome. It's great. We're all very excited. We're very proud. Uh, it's it's a little it's always a little anticlimactic because like you finish it and there's not like immediately a party or a celebration afterwards. It's just like go take this paper we've signed to the grad school and give it to them. Right. And you like give it to someone at a desk at the grad school and, and they go, go like okay thanks have a nice yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, which she didn't even do because her advisor took it in because Amy was high and could not like get to the grad school. <laughs> Um, so her gra- her advisor took it in and was like, I turned it in. We're cool. Yeah. And so it was all like super anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. And for like, there's few accomplishments greater in oh, yeah. someone's life. Like depending on what kind yeah. of life you yeah. live, like there's probably very few accomplishments greater than that for Amy's life. Yeah. It's, it's outrageous. I mean, this is something she's been working on for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just like, yeah, piece of paper you give to a, someone at a desk who doesn't really mm-hmm. acknowledge you and then you're done. Yeah. Uh, so we, we also went out to dinner last night. Like we went out to uh, North by Northwest, which is uh-huh. a restaurant around here. It's nice. We got some steaks and yeah. a fancy dessert. No alcohol for Amy because you know the hydrocodone. Mm. <laughs> Don't mix those. No, 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 no. Uh, but yeah, and so we like we try to celebrate. And like I'm, I could not be prouder of her. Like it is something that right. I have been there every step of the way and seen the blood, sweat, and tears that she has poured into this thing. Mm-hmm. And all of the work it took, and I know like how hard it is, uh, but it's also kind of like no, no, it's now it's over, right? Like you did it. Now you're a doctor. <laughs> yeah, the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so it was, and and of course the added stress of like oh, I'm having like I have a major back problem like right. the day before I'm supposed to defend. Oh God. I mean, at least, like, she was done with the work. Yes. Right? She had finished the work. She'd send it off to her committee. Right. Like, at least her body didn't do this nonsense. Yeah. Like, what, two weeks ago or whatever? Yeah, no, we kind of were of the opinion, like, it was, like, her body was holding off until she could finish. Right. <laughs> like, unconsciously or otherwise. It's very gracious of her body. Yeah. Uh, she was supposed to write a like five minute like introductory spiel for the defense Mm. and she'd written about half of it before we had to go to the hospital (laughs) and i maintained she she finished it up and um she said she had to kind of like read speak it like yeah it wasn't memorized under the circumstances Um, but she finished that but i joked that she should just stop wherever she was (laughs) and say and that's all i wrote before my body destroyed itself (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so you got to play up that sympathy. You got to work with right, it. Right. Could you imagine like giving someone like a really intense like hard time in their PhD defense, like knowing that they had just spent the last four days in a hospital. I cannot, and were high. Like, uh, but I have known professors who maybe could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's people capable mm-hmm. of and who have done that. Yeah. Well, and, and as our advisor pointed out, like your defense is, is a defense, but it's also meant to be like a celebration of everything you've accomplished. Right. Like of like you've completed this body of research. Right. Uh, which is very difficult to do if you're in the hospital. <laughs> it's very difficult to have that celebration. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. Well, so that was my week, and I'm I'm still recovering. Like I am still kind of exhausted. Yeah, that's going to be hard on you, and it's yeah. in a smaller but different way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, we we did nothing this weekend. Uh, we called some friends and had them bring us food. That's awesome. Which is great. Good. Yeah, uh, yeah, super yeah. nice. We did some delivery. Her mom bought us a gift card for uh, Seamless, mm-hmm. which is like an Uber Eats or a DoorDash or one of those. Yeah, they'll deliver yeah. A restaurant food to you. Yeah. We took advantage of that. Oh, and then for fun, I threw out my back Sunday morning. Oh. <laughs> Kevin. Yeah. Like, I was not feeling great uh, Saturday afternoon and evening. I was like, man, my back's kind of a little tweaky. Like, I'm going to lay down and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up Sunday and I was like, I don't know if I can sit up and get out of bed. <laughs> so we were both completely useless on Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's kind of adorable. Like, yeah. Like, two of you at home. Just yeah, like, just like we can't move. Painful We're backs. just stuck. It's stuck. And I don't even have the good drugs. I just got to take a leave. You can't, like, sneak a couple of hers? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I will say just for the for the fun, uh, my back still hurts, mm. uh, so I'm I'm suffering through for you, dear listeners at home. Uh, I'm mostly okay. That's but unfortunate. It's been it's been getting better the last couple of days. Last time last time we recorded, I think my like my back had just started hurting. Really? Yeah, I had, but it, like nothing like <laughs> what you two deal with. I had, uh, I think I thought I brought it up, but like um. Like when you sleep wrong and like you get like a pimp. Oh like yeah, a, you were talking about your, like your neck problems. Yeah, it was like like what like higher back, like yeah. lower neck. Like I just had this thing and I like lifting my arms, moving my arms a certain way was causing pain. And that's yeah. like I'm like one day away from it being completely gone. Oh, that's nice. Like I wake up in the morning and I'm like, ooh, my back. And then like an hour later, yeah. I'm like, oh, my back's fine. Yeah. But it's been such it's been a very slow progression of it mm-hmm. just going Getting away better. on its yeah. own, which is. I'm thankful that my body can make things go away. Good on job, its own, body. But. Yeah. No. Yeah. When I took my back, it's it's pretty rough, and I like I've called out of work before it before, and been like I can't come in because yeah. I can't. Uh, well, I mean, the benefit is I have a standing desk at work or an adjustable desk, so I can stand and sit as needed, which mm-hmm. is really good when I have back pain. Yeah. Um, but it can get bad enough that I'm like, no, I I can lay down. Right. That's my option. And and my problem, and like I know this for myself, yeah. is I have poor posture when i'm sitting mm-hmm. and i sleep in just really ridiculous positions yeah um with my arms all in like really strange places that's weird and so like the muscles are doing strange yeah. things in my back so i'm i just had like some muscle that like couldn't uncontract yeah for like two weeks yeah no this almost made me want to get like an mri though so just like, what's, like, yeah, it's like, what's wrong with my back? You should have just you. hopped in there right after him. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just going to jump in for a sec. Get Spit out the paper clips. Yeah. Because and... <laughs> I had an MRI 
over a decade ago for your back for my back um when we were trying to figure out what it was and i don't think it showed anything uh, but I also go like, well, that was like 10 years ago. Maybe there's something new in my back now. Or maybe whatever it was is more, more pronounced. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had back pain forever. And Is it constant or is it come and go? Uh, it, it raises and lowers. There's yeah. always like, I'm always kind of on the edge of like, if I twist wrong or do something like I can pull it and it'll hurt real bad. Yeah. I'm always aware of the idea that like, like when you reach a certain age, Mm-hmm your body will just never feel okay again. Yeah, for me, that was about 20. Right, which is very which is very young. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I would say it's not impossible that your back can, like, become normal again. Probably. Right, but, like, usually by the time you're, like, in your 40s, like, yeah. there's just always something wrong with your body. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, there's the one thing, mm-hmm. and it's often, like, someone's back, right? Or, like, a, yeah. a knee, right? Yeah. That just, like, is never okay. Mm-hmm. And then you die after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully a long while. Right. A long while, yeah. but like, it's a long while where like, that's just the normal for your body. Yeah. Well, that's, it's funny. Cause you're asking like, you know what, you know, how's my you know back pain come and go. And it's like one of those, like when it's low enough, I don't notice it, but it is pretty much always there. Right. So it's like, well, I guess like you can focus on it and realize it's yeah. there, but you're not like thinking about it. Yeah. And so the like the, the low. low point is as good as not there. Mm. Cause I don't have a lower, I don't, I don't have a zero <laughs> to compare it to. Yeah. Oh, that was a fun thing we discovered and like now make fun of when you're in the hospital. Uh, the question they would often ask is uh, pain. Scale? Yeah. yeah. Rate your pain on a scale of one to 10. That's and an impossible question to answer. It is an absolutely impossible question. And, and Amy uh, being the analytical person that she is, her immediate reaction is to like ask more questions <laughs> and like further define this. But right. she also knows that like they don't have answers to those questions. They just need you to give them. A and number. so there's always this sort of delay when she's like, there's like, well, how'd you rate your skin? It's like, uh, well, <laughs> it's like, well, like is 10 the worst I've ever felt? Because in which case, yes, this is 10 or is 10 the worst I can imagine feeling because that's because we're not there yet. I can imagine more painful things. <laughs> right. <laughs> like how, like right. what's the, what's the gradation here? Like what am I? And, and they don't want any of that. They just want a number. And the nurse is sitting there like <laughs> tapping their foot, like, come on. Cause they're going like six means drug a and seven means drug yeah. B. Just give me a number. <laughs> it's like, I just need a number. Uh, and so we've, we've morphed this into a more fun joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I'm giving her, her pain meds or, you know, just when <laughs> you, you'll ask her what her pain is. Well, so I'll, we'll, but we do it with fun scales. Mm. So I, uh, the, the one that comes to mind was on a scale of big bird to Elmo. What would you say <laughs> your pain level is? Oscar the grouch. Yeah. Yeah. So those sorts of things of just like, you know, on a scale of Monday to Friday, what would you say your pain is? <laughs> just the, just, just as arbitrary, pain scales i hate i hate that question because is zero is zero neutral or is zero ultimate pleasure yeah that's another one right is zero really good like i feel fantastic like is is 10 like like that momentary like like ah, i just like cut my hand with a knife yeah like intense pain or is it like my face is melting off because i'm getting burned at the stake yeah like these are good questions that do not exist and the thing is we don't have we don't have the knowledge to talk about pain we don't understand pain right yeah no yeah from a scientific standpoint yeah 
Yeah. Like I like whenever I ask that question, I want to answer like, I mean, like because I think I think of the most painful thing possible is like being burned at the stake. Yeah. Right. Like that's probably that's my, probably pretty my painful. And I'm like, well, so probably like my arms broken. I'm like, I don't know. I guess three. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess if you burn at the stake, you probably get third degree burns, and that burns off the nerve endings. Then you don't feel anything anymore. There's a lot of pain up until that happens <laughs> between the start and that. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so on a scale of the beginning of being burned alive to the end of being burned alive, how would you rate your pain? <laughs> oh, like God. The match has just been lit right. to you're about to lose all feeling across your entire body as your face melts. On a scale of candlelit dinner to burned at the stake. <laughs> how would you rate your pain? What else has been going on the last couple of weeks? Did some hospital time. Watched a lot of House Hunters. Yeah, watched a lot of House Hunters. Speaking of owning homes, man, yeah. House Hunters makes me not want to own a home. Yeah. Uh, can I ruin House Hunters for you? Is I mean, like, spoil it? Are there spoil? I'm going to ruin House Hunters for you. Okay, please. It's to, fake. It right? is fake. Yeah. To go on House Hunters, you have to already, like, have paperwork signed for one of the three houses that they are pretending to show you. It's that fake? It's that fake. Oh, wow. Okay. So they go look at three houses, having already picked one, and then just being shown two others. <laughs> From a production standpoint, like, that makes a lot of sense because you need the safety. Yeah. Right? You can't just, like, have people... You can't, like, spend the money to, like, shoot a show, and then the people be like, we don't want to buy any of these. Yeah. Because you can't, like... If you're a show producer, you can't make someone buy a house. You cannot make someone buy a house. <laughs> so yeah, having having the decision already made makes a lot of sense. But yeah, they're usually pretty good about it. But every now and then you can catch someone like slip, some or like go like, man, the couch is really nice in here. I think that I think it goes really well with this room. I'm like you're not buying the couch, you're buying the house. Oh, that's your couch. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the yeah. Sometimes the people are bad actors yes very just like they're just awkward and yeah. don't do it right they're people don't make it seem yeah. like they're actually not professionals in buying those houses yeah but in house hunters when they right like they pick one in the end and yeah. then they do the like final scene at the end of the episode where they revisit them mm -hmm. like months later or yeah. whatever and it's always like very different yes right so they've remodeled or yeah oftentimes yeah or whatever but yeah we love it it's great <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like I like tiny house hunters. Mm. Wait, so what's the point of being on house hunters if they're not helping you find a home? You get to be on TV. Is that it? Are they like paying? They for might part be of compensated. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that was part of the the gig. Tiny house hunters is cool because ti like, tiny houses yeah. are cool. I don't think I could live in a tiny house, but I love the idea of tiny houses. Yeah. Because I like things that make me feel like a giant. <laughs> That's not usually the answer as to why someone wants a tiny house. No. So you want? Do you do you want everything to be like actually miniaturized? I'm a big fan of sliders. Because <laughs> you're like, wow, look how big my hands are. This burger's I can so eat. Tiny. I can eat like six of these. <laughs> yeah. 
like the counters be like really low. You're like, I am ten feet tall. Uh, I mean, probably not, but like I just I like I like tiny houses. Interesting. My favorite thing though, this is a weird deep pull, is I think there was a Geico ad. Weird thing stick in my brain. Mm. Uh that was a fake commercial for a TV show called Tiny House. Okay. And the premise was this one couple agreed to live in a miniature house for a year. And like it was it was scaled down. It was not just like right. a tiny house. Um they would be like sitting in a hot tub that was too small and they had right. to like have their knees up by their chest. And so things like this house is too tiny. <laughs> Uh, and that was one of my favorite ads because I would watch that show. Mm. I would watch the hell out of Tiny House. Yeah, just like a bunch of a bunch of like surveillance cameras inside their house while like, the, it's too small. Yeah, that would be hilarious. everything's too small. It's like just, a true like a Truman Show of yeah, someone just living in a house and they agreed to live small. in that house for a year and it's just too small. <laughs> <laughs> what scale makes that possible before it becomes impossible? Like, what scale lets you still take a shower, right? I mean, as or someone like who is very large, I have taken showers in showers that were too small. But it was possible. It was possible. It was so difficult and annoying. Well, the, the shower in our apartment is too small. Really? Yeah. So the shower head, we've, we put an attachable shower head on it uh, because that's the only way I can get my hair wet. And they're nice. Those and they're nice. Fun. They're a lot of fun. Uh, but... The default shower head that came on would hit Amy in the chest. <laughs> really? And Amy is not short, but she's like average. She's like five six or five four or something yeah. like that. And it it like if you stood in front of it at like typical distance from shower head, it would hit like her in the chest. Like it would it made it like to just above my waist. Just like bend over. And yeah. Your hair wet. And like that was one of the first things that we changed when we moved into this apartment. Mm was go get one of those removable adjustable shards. It also is makes it taller because it's got the handle on it anyway. Right. And so it moved it up another eight inches or so anyway to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, having a removable shower head is, is super nice. The only thing that feels miniaturized for me is my bathtub. Yeah. Like my shower, like I have my shower head is high enough and mm -hmm. the space in the shower is good enough for a shower, but like I've never felt like I've ever taken a bath in a tub that is big enough. And I, well, I felt like that. On on I phone. felt like that for since I was 16. Right. Yeah. For me, yeah. Like seven, <laughs> like 17 or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm six, three You're six foot or so. Right. Yeah. yeah. Six one. I think. Yeah. Like there's, there's no, there tub, are no, there's no standard tub tubs enough. that fit us. Like imagine being like five, two and oh, you can man. just like stretch out in a bath. I would bathtub. love to be able to take a bath in a normal sized bathtub. My knees have never bathed. <laughs> 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 um, that and, uh, I've never slept in a California King, but I think that's the only oh, size. California Kings are nice. That would accommodate my feet. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if I'm laying out flat, my feet are always off a mattress. Yeah. That's normal. Always. Uh, so I think I remember the last time I took a bath. <laughs> really? Yeah. How long ago? I was about 12. Wow. That's a very long time since yes. you've taken a bath. Uh, this is the last time I remember taking a bath. It is possible I took one after this, but I don't think I did. Hmm. Uh, and it was, 
I was in sixth grade. So I might have been 11. And I just started homeschooling. So we I quit school because it was terrible. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to figure out, okay, what is this homeschooling thing going to be? Like, what is the, what are we going to do? And so we're like, well, we should do some like exercise-y things like PE. Sure. And so we took out my mom and dad's bikes. My mother and I did this. And we were going to say, let's go for a bike ride. And so she was riding her bike. I was riding my dad's bike, which I was of adequate size to ride. Like I was big enough at the time, tall enough at the time to ride it. Okay. uh, With minimal like seat adjustments and things like that. Um, but he had on his bike, not the, the thumb shifters, but the lever shifters that are down like between the, your knees. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and I didn't. It was like a 10 speed bike. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know how to use those. I still don't really know how to use those. I still don't fully understand how gears work on bicycles. <laughs> I know they work in machines, but bicycles, I'm like, well, like, which is the right gear for me to be? I'm like, is it, is it low, high? Like, I don't understand like which one I'm supposed to be in for certain activities. Mm. Because I can't look at it and see the gear ratio. If I can see the gear ratio on the bike, I'm like, okay, cool. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because I understand the mechanics of it, but I don't know how to, like, like, I can look at your bike and go, like, okay, that's the big one. So if I move that to the little one, it's going to go really fast, but not have a lot of torque. Or if I swap it, swap it, if I put, you know, the little one on this end, the big one on that end, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of torque, but not go very fast, which right. is great for uphill. Like, I understand the mechanics of it. But you're not looking at it while you're riding. No. Yeah. Or are you? <laughs> <laughs> So we were riding a bike. We'd gone around the block. We'd done, you know, it was not like a long bike ride. It was just sort of an out and about thing in our neighborhood. And we were driving back home, and I was looking down, fiddling with the the levers, trying to figure out what I was doing, like mm-hmm. what was accomplishing what. Uh, and then I look up, and there's the bed of a truck. Oh, oh no! Uh, and I hit it, and I made a very resounding gong, uh, which was cool. Uh, and I got up and I dusted myself off and I'm like, okay. Wait, did you go into the bed of a truck? No, oh. I just hit it really hard. Oh, that would have been fun. That would have been funny. <laughs> um, and I went back inside and I'm like, man, my, my wrist hurts. That's weird. Um, and then I laid down on the couch and passed out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm pretty sure I was in shock because uh, uh-huh. I broke my wrist. You broke it. It was broken. Wow. Uh, I didn't know. It was a very small fracture, but it was definitely broken. Uh, We know because about eight hours later, we went to the hospital because I was like, man, my wrist really, really still hurts. I think we should do something about this. You're not just like, ow, let me like move this around. I was was like holding it it and like, like clutching it. Yeah. Uh, my mom had left for the like, <laughs> uh, We joke and she, I, she feels bad about it. And I try not to give her a hard time, but like I, she like left for like eight hours. And she was like, Dad, you were in a bike accident, and but she you was seemed like, fine. Well, I did seem fine for the most part. My wrist hurt and, and eventually started like swelling up. I'm like that's, we know that's bad. Yeah. Uh, but she was like, I'll take a bath. That'll help. You know, that'll help loosen it up or whatever. And I, I got in the bathroom. Like I ran about. I got in the tub, and I had to like like squeeze myself to be able to fit into uh-huh. the tub and put my wrist under the water, which that's the part that hurt. Yeah, and my knees were like you know two feet out of the water. Yep. Oh, that might have been the last time I took like an honest to goodness bath. See, I take baths every once in a while, pretty seldomly. I'd yeah. say every I might take three or four baths a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and coincidentally, they're often bicycle related sure like if i go for like an extra difficult 
strenuous bike ride. Yeah, you want to like, go soak. Sometimes a bath is nice, just like yeah, soaking my legs in the warm water afterwards. Um, but I've always wanted to be able to take a relaxing and luxurious bath. Yeah, get yourself one of those bath bombs. Get a bath. Get a bath bomb. Candles, music, wine, wine. Oh yes, and that's the thing. Sometimes my brain thinks I want to drink some tea and take a bath. Yeah, it's bad news. You can't do hot water on the outside of your body and hot water on the inside of your body. You'll die. <laughs> You'll die <laughs> immediately. <laughs> uh, but that's one of the problems I have with baths is I, I'm like this is gonna be so relaxing and nice, yeah. and then, and then I'm the just tub. like suffocating in humidity. Yeah. Um, and so a cold beverage, like maybe a cold glass of wine yeah, or a beer nice. or a beer, but beer doesn't seem to fit the vibe. Yeah. Have you ever done a shower beer? I haven't done a shower beer. I've done shower plenty of other things <laughs> like shower bread. Oh, <laughs> I was I've not heard of shower bread. <laughs> well, that ex- one's new to me. It's exactly what it sounds Wouldn't like. Wouldn't your bread get wet? Depends on... How careful you are. <laughs> uh, that's literally what I did after my previous bike ride. What else have you ingested in the shower? Cheese. <laughs> um, pizza. Which is bread and cheese. <laughs> uh, I've finished like a sandwich in the shower. <laughs> I've never I've never eaten a food in a shower. <laughs> really? Yeah. Listen, Kevin. I have like twice in my life had a shower beer. You should give it a try. (laughs) So literally, literally last Thursday, I got home from a bike ride. Yeah. And it it was a Thursday. So I had baked a loaf of bread that afternoon. Yeah. Like I baked a loaf of bread, went out for a bike ride. I was gone for a couple hours and I come back. I open my door. I lean my bike against the wall. I strip off my sweaty cycling outfit. Mm I rip a hunk of bread off of the loaf <laughs> sitting on my cutting board on my counter and I walk into the bathroom, turn on the shower, get in get the shower, in. and I stand under the hot water while I eat my chunk of bread. <laughs> and I'm very like I'm very still. I'm not like You're not like bathing yourself. I'm not engaged in shower yeah. activities with the bread in my hands. I'm just standing under the water eating the bread and then when the bread's gone, then I Will like use both hands, get my hair wet, and yeah, start washing. Yeah, engage and in stuff. the actual shower. Um, but yeah, there's nothing quite like eating. It's usually like finishing a food. Yeah. Um, but eating a food while you're like enjoying the pleasure of a nice high yeah, pressure. I have, hot I have water never, shower. never done any of that. That's crazy. Yeah. It's but like, like I've always wanted that for a bath. Yeah. Right? To have just like a nice relaxing bath with a sandwich and mm-hmm. wine and yeah. you know, bath bomb and all that stuff. But I always get very uncomfortable about three minutes into a bath. Yeah. Bath bomb seems like they'd be awesome. Have you ever used one? No, I have. I've used yeah. a bath bomb a couple of times and they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. They that are. seems like they would be really, really fun. They're very exciting and they smell really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, our friend Robert uh, used one of his wife's bath bombs and didn't realize there was glitter in it until afterwards. And then he ended up covered in glitter. Yeah. yeah I, I'll go to Lush. I've gone to Lush and gotten a bath bomb yeah. and I'm always careful to make sure I'm getting one that is not going to cover my body in glitter. I mean, if you're into that, it's cool. I'm not. Yeah. I do not enjoy glitter. Yeah. But no, I would, I would like a, a human sized bathtub. Yeah. One right? sized for this human. Like wouldn't, 
Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I'm also wide. Like, I feel like bathtubs are narrower as well. Yeah, you have that dimension that I don't. Yeah. I'm an, I'm, I'm long and narrow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, like, my shoulders are broad. Like, I, right. I have a lot of space I take up, <laughs> uh, which is difficult in bathtubs as well. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the traditional, like, bathtub style bathtub. Right. Like, I, I, could, I bet I could go to, like, a spa resort sort of thing that has, sure. like, big bathtubs or... I got to move to a place that has bath houses. Those are not what you think they are. <laughs> well, I would need to move to a place that has the thing that I'm thinking they are. I mean, th- those are bathhouses. Like you can go to a bathhouse and take a bath. But I just want like like a, a large. I don't care if it's multi-person. Yeah. I just want a large and deep thing filled with warm water that my entire body can enjoy yeah. at once. Yeah. I mean, I think you can do that at bathhouses. I don't think that's what bathhouses are used for. <laughs> no, I think they're used for other activities. Yeah. Uh, someone made a documentary or was making a documentary about uh, the history of bathhouses mm-hmm. in, in the U.S. and I think in New York in particular. Right. And sort of as this, this uh, you know, protected space for gay men to yeah. go, like, exist. Yeah. Uh, and also have sex. Man, why can't straight people have anything? I just want a bathhouse for myself. <laughs> <laughs> go buy some land build a house <laughs> fill it with bathtubs yes okay i finally have a reason to own a home there I you go build my own bathtub as large as i like as large as you like so i you should can... get one of those um large like wooden barrel like half barrel bathtubs those don't seem big enough but like real like a really big like a one. really big one and then i have to like boil water and pour it and in. pour it in like bucket <laughs> by bucket there you go so like a bath is like an all-day activity yeah you have to like chop a tree to have enough fuel to boil enough water it's to good fill plan. the bathtub, and then I wash. And then you bathe for like ten minutes. For and then, ten minutes, and then <laughs> and the water's cool, and you're done. <laughs> done. Um, speaking of, you mentioned crashing in your bicycle. Yes. Um, this past Thursday, when I was when I went for a bike ride, I rode to the driveway race that I mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. And I watched the race, and there were some incredible bike crashes. Really, there were some incredible crashes. Yeah. Um, so like NASCAR, where you go to see the crashes. It's unfortunately um, really riveting. Yeah. Um, like I'm there to watch the races and the strategy, and I mm-hmm. and I'm a, and I don't know, but I'm familiar with a lot of the like the good riders who race in Austin, mm-hmm. and I'm. You know, I'm there. I'm there to actually observe some races, um, but it feels very gross to be very excited when someone goes down because it is very exciting. Yeah. Um, there was there was two in particular. One, um, someone went down on their own, and they like they were just going around a corner, and I couldn't really see exactly what happened, but they just like slipped out and they broke their collarbone, and their jersey top just like shredded off their body. And they were just like patches of skin missing from the asphalt. And they like, they were fine. Like they ended up like getting up after a couple minutes and like, like walking around and being able to like talk and stuff before they, before they left and went to the hospital. But like, it's incredible to watch like a body slam into pavement at like 30 miles an hour. Yeah. It's riveting. Just hearing you listen to it. Right. Like it's, like terrifying yeah. and bad and like wow yeah and that and that was that one happened in the like three four category so yeah in cycling and racing there's categories one through five okay one is like the best professional level and five is the beginner mm-hmm. um 
So, this so was where a, would I be in that? If you entered, you would enter as five. Okay. There's right. not like a like a pre-five. I guess that puts you at six. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like a seven. <laughs> I'm at a six because yeah. I'm not registered. <laughs> um, right. So this was not. This wasn't like the the best of the, the best. elite races. Yeah. I think it was a, the three four race. Um, and the elite race is one two three, and it's a forty five minute race ish. Mm-hmm. So they're they're riding for a while and they're doing laps and then and you know you're watching breakaways go and come back and yeah. like who's in the lead and then all this drama and then everyone's together for a final sprint. Yeah. Right? They do the we one lap to get... go when it's one big group and you know when who's they come the back fastest? around for the next lap it's just going to be a bunch sprint. Yeah. And so with like 200 meters to go they just all get out of their saddles and they start sprinting like crazy and then with like 100 meters to go like someone like slips off a pedal oh. and hits the deck and then 10 people behind them all just plow yeah. into this pile. And oh. like, it's weird. Cause uh, the spectators are on one side of the track and the finish line was on the other. So we were about like a hundred yards away. Okay. And so you're, you're on a, there's enough, it's far enough that there's a sound delay. Oh. And so like, you're watching this happen and like, someone goes down and then you see the pileup start and then, and then you, you hear it and then you start to hear this like incredible oh. noise of carbon fiber and <laughs> human flesh and body but not like flesh like tearing but like yeah. the like the weight of a body slamming oh and it's like the carbon fiber sound is incredible like as it hits mm-hmm. something really really hard it's just like really loud like dull clanging mm-hmm. um but the th- the thing with this one is everyone just got up and walked away. Like everyone just got wow. up and got back on their bikes and like went through the finish line. Oh, which was amazing that like nobody, yeah. nobody was hurt. Like some people were, you know, there's scrapes and cuts and bruises. Yeah. And but, but no one was, actually was able hurt. to stand up and walk away. But the most amazing thing was, and like horrible thing was, so like this first person goes down and some people pile up and then another person hits them and they're bike goes like like bounces off the pavement and then pops back up into the air and then it like it pops back straight up into the air as another rider is sprinting and it hits him in the face oh right like 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 a bike frame hits you in the face and you're sprinting and like you're like looking down so you're you're not seeing it and you're going like 35 miles all of a sudden a bicycle is in your face all of a sudden a bike hits you in the face and then Obviously, that like threw him off his bike and his yeah. bike. Like it, it was just chaos. And as soon as that happens, you're like, I don't care who wins. No. Like no one noticed that anyone crossing the yeah. finish line. It's just this pile of bicyclists' bodies and. Ugh. Is it bicyclists or bicyclists? I think it's cyclists. It's bicyclists. Tricyclists. <laughs> <laughs> And it reminded me, this, watching this crash in person reminded me of, um, there's a race in Brooklyn every year called Red Hook Crit. Okay. And it's like, it's like the most prestigious race of its kind in the world. Yeah. Um, everyone rides fixed gear bikes. Ooh. And it's uh, inc- incredibly- it's very Brooklyn. Yeah. It's on a very short, very fast track. Mm-hmm. And you do like- 30 laps or something like that and it's known for like lots of crashes mm-hmm. and like just really really intense all-out racing and last year at the start 
um, the lap, the one lap is like three quarters of a mile or something. Okay. Right. So the race starts and all the riders like, you know, get up to speed Mm -hmm. and like a quarter mile in, there's a motorcycle that is like their lead. Yeah. Right. It's, it's one of the lead motorcycles. Okay. Like, you know, that there's motorcycles that ride ahead of them to clear stragglers and stuff like that. Okay. Um, the motorcycle didn't start. Uh Oh, like the guy couldn't start the bike just stuck. And so he had a quarter mile of this like wave of uh, like 50, 60 cyclists approaching him and like frantically trying to start his bike and he couldn't. And so you can see this on, on a video, like the first 15, 20 people like stream around him. Mm -hmm. But then as someone just like tries to move around him and and just tags him, barely clips him. And then goes down. Oh. And then after that, it's just everyone, everyone, like yeah. 40 people all at full speed just hitting collapse into this giant oh. pile all at once. And you can, Man. you can see like bike frames bending in half and bodies just fly. Like it's, yeah. it's the worst bike crash I've ever seen just cause it was so fast and there's just so many people all happened and, at once. Yeah. yeah I'm not going to ride a bicyclist anymore. Yeah, don't bikes are bad. I don't. I don't have one. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it does remind me of of sort of the opposite of what you've been describing, mm. which is a riding um, a bike into a cloud. Yeah, no, it's it's a. Uh, I don't want to call it a race. It is a bike event that happened and may still happen, for all I know, in Lubbock when I was living there, mm-hmm. uh, which was called the Tour de Tech Terrace. Hmm. Uh, Tech Terrace was a neighborhood just south of Texas Tech. Uh, where lots of students live, a lot of houses rather than like apartments, hmm. but all like rented out to students and, you know, very like modest, which is to say like cheap yeah. and worn down and very old houses and things right. like that. Um, but there are a lot of folks that like just lived there. They were not part of the university at all. And somebody uh, a few years before I started there decided they wanted to start this event called Tour de Tech Terrace. Mm-hmm. And they mapped out a 12 mile bike ride uh, except at every mile, there was a house you would stop at and drink a beer. <laughs> That's a lot of beer. It is a lot of beer. Wow. Uh, and like it was a very rowdy event. And, and eventually, they tried to shut it down a few times, like the neighborhood did and mm-hmm. things like that. But that was always a big event, was the Tour de Tech Terrace. And it was like this unofficial, like unsanctioned thing yeah. where just a bunch of people in bikes. Oh, I saw someone with a Tour de, tour de Tech Terrace sticker once, and I'm like, I know what that is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Lots of drinking. Surprised there weren't more crashes. I mean, there might have been, but they were not anything like what you were describing. Yeah. Um, I've never been intoxicated while riding my bike. I wouldn't recommend it. It sounds bad. I've never been either, but I. it just seems like a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, although I did... I think it was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was out for a bike ride again on a Thursday, and I remembered that Austin has a thing called the Social Ride, which happens every Thursday night. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I am not. It's called the Austin Social Ride, and every Thursday night, you meet in a place downtown, and it's often like a yeah. hundred or so people, and it's just pe- and it's any kind of cyclist, any kind of bike, mm-hmm. and you just meet up and you ride around for a couple hours. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like this cool, fun thing. That's kind of cool. And I was like, let me check out the social ride. I want to like it'll be fun to go ride in a big group, like yeah. nice and slow, and meander around the city and have fun. And so uh, 
I looked it up on their website and it said like meet up around 7:30, we roll out at 8, no exceptions. Okay. So I get there at like 7:25. Yeah. And I take a little break and there's a couple people and lots of people start to accumulate before mm-hmm. 8, but then 8 o'clock passes and no one goes anywhere. Exception. Right. Yeah, there's an exception. Um and then I remembered uh when I caught a whiff of weed <laughs> that this was Thursday. April 20th. <laughs> and between 8 and 8.30. Weed! I, don't, I don't know weed noises. That's, weed that. noises. That's the weed noise. Yeah. Between 8 and 8.30, an enormous amount of people <laughs> congregated. At, and got super high. <laughs> at the park by the river. And everyone started smoking weed. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not what I was looking for. <laughs> and I left. And, uh. I know for a fact because I uh, some people told me they saw the social ride riding around at, like later at night. Yeah, that like they ended up leaving and riding around, <laughs> but they were all high. Yeah, it was like 150 people riding bikes around the city, just stoned out of their minds. Yeah, and I just went and did. Sounds like, like quite the experience. Ride. Sounds like a very Austin way to ride your bike. Yeah, another Austin way to ride a bike that I've I I've heard that these exist. Um, and I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like something you would participate in, just because mm. you won't even get stoned and ride your bike. <laughs> Uh, is naked bike rides? Mm. Are these these are a thing though, right? I know that it's a thing, but I've never been aware of it in Austin. Okay, it seems like a thing that would happen in Austin. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I just I, I I'm fascinated by that. You also would never catch me doing that. No, I I wouldn't expect you um to do that because as much as I don't crash often, uh, I want something covering up. Just anything, just a little bit. My delicates, <laughs> if I was going to be thrown from my bicycle. Yeah, well, my understanding is they're fairly relaxed experiences, but I could be wrong. I'm sure. I doubt anybody's like racing naked. Right. Although it's yeah. a new sport, we could try. You like, know, I've to get that popular. I've seen what asphalt does to the human body. Yeah, it's not and good. I don't want it to happen to those parts of my <laughs> human body. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's always a thing that like seemed really weird. Because yeah. I've I've never found riding bikes particularly comfortable to begin with. Mm. Uh, like that's why you wear dorky shorts. They help with the comfort for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, removing all <laughs> shorts and then riding a bicycle seems like you'd be increasing the amount of discomfort. Absolutely. Yeah. Increasing the amount of free spiritedness. Yeah. I mean, I'm all I'm down for that. Like everyone should get naked all the time. Yeah. Like if you want to ride a bike naked, I like I want you to ride a bike. Yeah. Naked. Um, I don't though. That's okay. Yeah. I don't want to ride a bike naked. There's there's actually very little I want to do naked. <laughs> One of them is eat bread in the shower. Yeah, you're down with that. Um, <laughs> a lot of them are doing anything in public. Yeah. Yeah, not, not a fan of uh, getting naked in public? I don't need to. Yeah. That's what clothes are for. That's fair. I think clothes are for being in public. <laughs> clothes are for being in public. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not in public, go wild. Yeah. Actually... I guess technically we're not in public, so I'm going to get naked right now. Yeah, that's he's he's taking a shirt off right now, folks. Um, it's not super awkward. Oh no, there there go the pants. Yeah, now it's kind of awkward. Now I'm getting on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a friend in college who was a nudist. Did they practice in college? Uh, in his dorm room, yes. Mm. I would call before coming over, and he'd throw on a robe. But oh, that's kind yeah. of him. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I guess like 
I'm naked in my apartment regularly. Yeah. It's, am I a nudist? No. No, he, okay. he would like go to like nudist camps mm. or colonies or he was like enthusiastic yeah. about it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean I'm naked in my apartment occasionally. I wouldn't say often. Yeah. I mean like sometimes I just I'm like I'm done with my clothes and then I don't need to put on new ones. I mean I feel you there. Like I I like being naked in my apartment. Like I'm the you know how Mr. Rogers um <laughs> <laughs> gets naked all the time. I'm gonna make you do a real spit take one of these days. It's gonna happen. I'm so determined. 